0: Hendo is right here. How good. No delay for the YouTubers. I'm sorry for that one YouTube listener who, a YouTube watcher, I suppose, who watches me sit here and do nothing for about 10 minutes at the start of every episode because Hendo's joining us right now. Apologies. Hendo. Hello. There you are. (laughs) What's going on, man? I'm hot. I just had this for the opening shot. I'm taking it off because it's so fucking hot in this room. Okay. All right. My plano's
1: going. There's the there's the YouTube thumbnail. Yeah. (laughs) YouTube thumbnail plano is there and then I'm done. How are you? Happy, happy new year, mate. Yeah, you too. What's news? Oh. I you know, when you run your own business, it's really it's difficult to get time off or vacation. So I I call it low power mode. So I've been in low power mode for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And just just chilling. Um Lots of Renaults. Went out to my brother's out at Stanthorpe for Christmas and ate and drank too much and the usual shit. Nice. You were, you were
0: supposed to send us a photo in the, the outdoor spa.
1: Oh, was from I? in
0: your brother's place from memory.
1: Oh, because he, he's he got the spa and he's got the the TV, like right at the spa, so you can sit in the spa and watch TV and that sort of thing. Well, was Pretty no good.
0: I've just got distracted because I said, but my dog is not very smart, right? And as you know, he hunts <laughs> my leg during these episodes. But it's so hot in here. Yeah. I set up a barricade for him, which is made out of a cushion. And he's just standing there and staring at. He's me just so- staring at you. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, he does that. He doesn't. He doesn't let me talk. If you talk, he gets horny. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. But
1: oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. What'd you get up to?
0: Oh, nothing, nothing really. Just hung out with the family. I, I've been working the whole time. It's funny you said the low power mode thing. Um, I, I don't, I don't. I haven't taken time off for a long time. I didn't. I don't take time off at Christmas because everyone else does, and it's it's just a, it's a um, it's a busy time for craft breweries. So, yes. Um, but yeah, Eddie, Eddie went on a sort of a work slash personal trip recently, and you know, kind of working some of the time, and came back and sort of said, like, this is actually quite good, having time off away from work, but also being in contact with work. Like when I take time off work, I try to just completely disappear. And I tried I try for staff to do that as well. But sometimes being connected a little bit to work is actually quite helpful because you stress out less than you would if you didn't completely
1: disconnect. You do those occasional writing trips and that sort of thing. When was the last time you did one of those? A uh, long time ago. Yeah, I next, can. Time we, next time we go to do one, I'll, I'll come and write. All right. Well, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I can't, I, it's I can't not a understand. date or anything.
0: But... It sounds like a date. <laughs> <laughs> bring some lexicon, bring your brother's pool, we'll see what happens. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I think I've run out of things to write about, but I'm enjoying I'm enjoying doing this podcast. Have you got a um, beer? I, I have a beer, yes.
1: What have you got? I've got this one.
0: This is, uh, I don't know if these are sold out or not, but it's one we launched last week, Dom Sauvignon. So it's a staff beer. It's our Mm. uh, Black Ops staff beer. Dom is one of our brewers. Um, And it's a collaboration with Witches Falls Winery, which is a bit of a mix of beer and wine. How so? Uh, I'll read it to you. this, this This is a very long description. Um, we blend, I'll, I'll read this short bit. We blended this beer with a fresh Vermentino and wild Savillon Blanc for an uplifting citrus celebration of beer and wine. Mm. I skipped the first bit of the story,
1: but that sounds yeah. cool. I love it's doing a, wine and beer fusion. Nelson
0: Nelson Savin, I have actually tasted this beer already and it was really, mm. really good. Um, and Gavs and Dom are going up to Witches Falls on Sunday to do a little bit of a tasting of it. So if anyone's in Tambourine, Get along nice. with us, and I know I only drink my own beers on this show, but I'll, I'll get back to that later. I've got some content yeah. to discuss on that topic. Okay, and have a go. sip here and see how we
1: go. Well, I got sent, I got sent another batch of beer from um, from Andrew at Ironbark Hill. Oh, really? So yeah, because I drank. So I've got the Far Canal Lager here, oh, right? right? And um, I thought this, that yeah. said
0: Ear Canal Lager, but now that makes no, no, a lot it's more
1: Far Far Canal, far canal Lager, and um. Oh. Uh, so I, I he sent me a whole bunch of beers a couple of months ago and that sort of thing and I just drank them mindlessly and that sort of thing, and then um, he said, "What do you think of the Farcanal Lager?" And I went, "I forgot." And so he goes, "I'll send you some more." So he sent me some more beers. So here I am at the Farcanal Lager. Well,
0: I mean, just to to add to that story, he he also sent me beers last time. When did you get as, yours? As you probably recall, the first time he sent beers. That's right, yes. Because we yes. had him on the pod, but I don't remember getting a delivery this time.
1: I, I got a I got a second round. He wanted some professional feedback on it. Oh, so I wow. figured the only way well, I can well, remember is the only to one, it on the There's podcast. only one brewer on this call and I didn't get the beer. So oh well, sorry, mate. Anyway, Fuck let's you, have man. a look here. Sorry, I was muted, wasn't I? Look how my glass is going here this week. Twenty Will 2022 bring some good glass, clean glass action? Gives a close up. And fuck no. You just covered your finger. You just covered those bubbles with your finger. I saw what you did there. Look, look. Okay, okay. Look at this. That's gone uh, pretty good. That's, that's Almost. Better. It's better. It's better. Yeah. Better. All right, let's have a look at this.
0: Actually, mine's fucking worse than yours. Uh,
1: gross. Oh, not a beer. It's <laughs> <wet> a <Yeah>. glass. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I just put it in the um, dishwasher.
1: But... It's not bad. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a beer beer, you know. If I was just wanted to switch off and just have a beer beer. A little bit estuary. It's got some, it's got some nice malt sweetness, it's pretty dry too. Mmm. It's an interesting one. It's nice malt sweetness, nice little bit of ester. Probably a little bit low on the bitterness. Could we use a bit more bitterness. What's what not it, a bad Lager. Beer. lager? It's a straight up. That's his. That's his core range lager. That's just yeah. the drink this if you just want a beer beer sort of thing. So that's, that's Falconer nice. lager. That's not a bad beer. Not a bad beer. I'll right. have a. I'll have a chat to to Andrew. Um, when he when he comes on my live coaching call and the, my coaching group next week, nice times will ensue.
0: You can tell him, fucking send me some next time because I feel like that was a
1: little bit rude. Oh, you know. <laughs> This was for a professional opinion, but here I am drinking it mindlessly with you. <laughs> well,
0: based on last
1: episode, I don't know if the professional
0: opinion is likely on this oh, show. Oh, that went let's...
1: downhill, didn't it? That was like, that set the tone for like the whole Christmas break thing because it was just basically, I, I had a few beers. pretty oh, happy about life in yeah. general.
0: Yeah. Well, your idea was to finish up a week early and I kind of pushed it because I had this NFT project coming. So you said we should talk about NFTs in the podcast before the end of the year. And I got what I deserved. A, 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 an
1: ebaated hendo. Yeah, I still yeah. no idea.
0: That's okay. That's one of the questions this week. Is have we
1: sold much NFT beer? Or?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's actually well, the, these limited release beers we, we sell a bit online. It sold out online, but we we don't have much to sell. And the tap rooms are selling quite well. But the traction. It's funny because like this NFTs are really big on Twitter, right? And the Uh whole crypto thing is really big on Twitter, but craft beer for me, or just life generally, just doesn't seem to happen on Twitter in Australia. Like, I don't think anyone gives it to Twitter in Australia. It
1: used to back in 2011, 2012. Yeah, Instagram took everything over. Got toxic. Did it? I don't know. Just Twitter's just weird.
0: Yeah. I find. Well, anyway, the the, um, on chain monkey crowd on Twitter Mm. went nuts for this beer and and not not so much buying it because a lot of them are are overseas and we we um i put up the recipe and the design files for it and sort of said does any other brewery want to have a crack at it and they were sharing that but like the shares and retweets we we got retweeted by bill ty who's like this billionaire proper like og investor guy who's like this is the coolest thing and the (laughs) on-chain monkey account retweeted us and the twitter was just like up twitter which is is I update it occasionally just because I'm bored, but like yeah. no one goes on there. And it was just like a week of Twitter activity. So that was that was cool.
1: Mm. There you go.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, give us a give us an update on your renos.
1: So um, if you're in the uh, Boston the Brewer uh, Facebook group at uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boston the Brewer, um, you would see that I posted a photo there today with my mum. And uh, mum is uh, uh, seventy-eight years old. I was going to jokingly say one hundred and seventy-eight, but it's a bit rude because it's my mum. But um, um, she, you ever, you, you, do you ever think about like you know your parents? That sort of thing. You go know, where you get different aspects of your personality from. Yes. Like the creative thing, it comes from my, that I do with beer. Comes from my mum, hundred percent comes from mum. Yeah. Mum is massive into craft. She loves quilting, right? And um and she she's an amazing so she's done it for decades and decades and decades. She's just all into stitch work and embroidery and appliqué and all these sorts of things. Uh she's the uh pretty sure she's the current reigning Queensland champion at the at the Ecker for quilting. Wow. And, um, and so, um, um, yeah, she's, um, she did really good. So, um, I needed curtains for the, the apartment. And so, um, I went with mum up to spotlight up in, um, Morefield, which is near where mum lives. And, uh, I dropped a thousand dollars at spotlight. You ever dropped a thousand dollars at a spotlight store?
0: Sure as fuck. I've not done that.
1: No, fucking try it, mate. It's one of those things you got to do in life, I think, is spend a ridiculous amount of money in a fabric shop. What, is she making Um, these curtains? She she makes them, yeah. No shit. She's amazing. So she was there today. She she drove down uh, from from, um, Culture, where she lives um, today, and um, brought a sewing machine. I set her up with a table and chair and that sort of thing. We had the whole lounge area there. And we went and bought curtains. And so we're doing double... Double curtains like a sheer curtain and a solid yeah. blackout curtain, and that sort of thing. And she's hemming them up so that the right height, feeding things in. I went and mounted all of the curtain rods and everything yesterday. Yeah. And um, she smashed out the whole apartment in a day. Wow. Such a machine.
0: That's all. Awesome. She's got this
1: amazing sewing machine as well. It's just. It's all computerized and shit now. And, like, you know, I remember when mum used to be, when I was younger, mum used to have this sewing machine and she would have to push start the flywheel and that sort of thing to get it going. This thing's, like, goes beep, pop, boop, boop, and it just, like, goes really, really slowly. And then she presses a button and it lifts up the needle and cuts the thread for her and that sort of thing. It's, it's modern technology in sewing machines.
0: That's awesome. Big money to
1: be made of. Mum's got, got a sewing machine. It's a quilting machine. It's like you hold it like a motorbike, right, like this, and it's about three and a half, four metres wide, and you get it and you can just move it around a quilt. Wow. And um, and, and, um, and that's how she does all of her quilt work. And she loves watching YouTube videos. So people, what they do is they'll mount a GoPro on these things And they'll just show all the stitching on one of these machines. I said, mum, you should start a YouTube channel because you're pretty good at this stuff. And she's like, nah, I just enjoy doing it. And um, so, yeah, she teaches quilting at the local um, quilting club and does sewing and all that sort of stuff. And and she went and made all the curtains. So, yeah, spent $1,000 at fucking Spotlight, um, came in under budget. And mum, of course, being an avid sewer, has um, a Spotlight VIP card you save a fortune with one of them. And here's how cool it is, right? I missed a couple of things or they had some stuff was out of stock and I had to go get it from the Indrapilli store. And I went and got the things from the Indooroopilly store. And the lady at the, at the checkout says, oh, have you got a spotlight VIP card? I went, "No, nah, I don't. But my mum does. And she goes, oh, what's the name? Where does she live? And I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so I Go over the details. It's like, oh, that's that's your mum. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yo, you can use yeah. her car. Here you go, and got 40% off or something like that. I'm like, that's nice. sweet. So thanks, Mum. Mum, mum was absolute star today. She's just she she just she hates driving in Brisbane, but she drove all the way down today. She got lost on the way back. She's got a GPS right, and she thinks that the Clem Seven tunnel and the airport link tunnel are both the Clem Seven tunnel.
0: That's very easy thing to think. That is because they seem that they're the same
1: thing. thing. I know. And she yeah. got she got gets home today and she calls me up. She goes, oh, "I got on the Clem Seven Tunnel and went up south of the river." And I'm like, um, "That's the that's not the Clem Seven Tunnel." And I tried to explain how those it's two tunnels and she wasn't having a bar of it. Anyway, she made it home. That's fine.
0: Yeah, those things confuse the shit out of me every time. And your GPS doesn't work when you're in there, so it's it's no use to you. Yeah, that's right. But she but look,
1: mate, you know the apartment. It's nearly done. Probably a couple more. Heavy days in there. A um, little bit of the bathroom. Bathroom's done. Had an issue with the tiles and leaking taps and all sorts of stuff, and that's all fixed now. Um, yeah, I'm moving in two weeks. Oh, nice. Very yeah, good. yeah, moving in towards the end of the month, and um, it's ready to go. Oh, the next thing, the, the last big thing to go in is the built-in wardrobes, and that goes in on the twentieth of January, oh, and yeah. that's it. I'm moving in the next, yep. the following week.
0: Oh, nice. Very good. So you get someone to do the wardrobes?
1: Yeah, it got... What are they named? Wardrobe Connections to do it. Yeah. It was expensive, but... Yeah. It's expensive. They were like... It was five grand for built-in wardrobes, two built-in wardrobes. It's like, fuck.
0: Yeah, well, um, when I had my sort of design day thing for my house, um, like the last thing they ask you about is curtains. And... um, it, it was so fucking expensive. I'm not even getting curtains in most of the house. I'm not getting curtains in my room and that's about it. Like if, getting other people to do shit for How you. How big
1: is this house going to be? Uh, How many bedrooms?
0: Uh, a few, but it, it wasn't that. It was just even just one room. It was it was just outrageously expensive to get other people to do shit for you, especially curtains. Okay. So you, you probably saved a fortune.
1: I saved an absolute fortune. Yeah. Like I like I spent $1,000. If I had gone and had them custom made, it would have I would have paid five easy five grand. Yeah, I, don't know, got I think
0: I, I think to be honest, like two rooms. I think I I got my room and I think I got the kids' room, just because you know they need to sleep. And I think it was five grand just for two rooms. I think. Anyway, it was it was it was a lot more than I fucking thought. That's for sure.
1: You need a mum like mine. I do. Um, mm. I
0: should say also that. I probably got COVID, so oh dear. Every time, every time I sneeze, I'm muting, so it's not the most disgusting podcast that anyone's ever listened to. But um, are you but yeah. okay? Oh no, no, I don't have COVID. I did a test today, and it said no.
1: Oh, oh, okay. But, yeah, probably all right then. I have. Some did you test. do a rapid antigen test? I did.
0: Yeah. Pat, where did you get one? I ordered forty of them about three weeks ago when all of this shit started oh, to pop off. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Smart. Yeah, Very but they're not smart. gonna they're not gonna last long. We've we've got uh, I should I was gonna check before the episode. I think we've got a, a, probably around 40 staff who've either got COVID or are close contacts and isolating or have had it and recovered already. It's it's fucking
1: everyone's amazing. everyone's getting it. Yeah, it's mad. Like I've been um um helping out um Cuzzy over at easy times. That's and, right. They had, um, they had it, didn't he? Well, he got it. His, his miso got it. They got it at separate places. But yeah, um, um, yeah he was out for a week, and um, I went and sort of helped Joshy over there set up the keg washer and check a few beers and all sorts of stuff because he was just he was just out and there's, there was no one else to do it. And yeah. um, uh, and then I went back. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I think yesterday afternoon, uh, do some sensory with him because he did lose his sense of smell. Um, oh, did he? Because I thought
0: that's more—that's more of a Delta thing than an Omicron thing, isn't it? An Omicron thing.
1: Um, no, it? you'll still—you—you you can still lose your sense of smell, you know. And mm. he thinks he's okay. We did a—we did a couple of EDKs, but they were both negative, so that doesn't really draw any conclusion as to how his sense of smell is going, because mm. he couldn't, because it was a negative result, so there was nothing there to yeah. smell. So, um. So, it's easy when you've got no sense of smell to go, no, no VDK there. You want to do a (laughs) tank tank kit or something, see how it goes. Yeah, well, I was going to bring some over. I've got some tank kits. And so I was going to, I'll take some over later this week. In fact, probably what I might do is do a bit of a thing for the industry because I think a lot of people are going to get COVID in the coming weeks. Everyone. And as everyone recovers, um, probably sort of, you know, if we get to sort of mid February, late February, I might sort of get some industry people together and, do some sensory just to make sure everyone's still on track and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's it's only. fucked. Everyone's getting it. How many people do you know have got it? Every, everyone I, know. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like everyone I know has got it. Yeah. Gold Coast is getting smashed, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know why it's getting yeah. smashed? Because they never gave a fuck about COVID. No, that's true. But <laughs> now, anyway. Gold Coast, now, I remember going down to a thing with Smokey um, and where do we go? Uh, Bind bar. Oh yeah, that whole that strip down at Nobby's, man. That, that was like the week after a lockdown. It was like what a war zone. It was like yeah, dancing and hugging and no social distancing. And you went oh fucking hell, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it was like that for a while. It's not not well. It's not quite like that now. I think there's just there's no one going out anymore. So it's just no one's going out here. Who wants to go out? I mean, I want people to go out because I might go fucking broke if they don't. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good. Oh, that's man. that's our first story, but but I've got a little quiz for you before we start. So oh okay. Um I actually didn't know about it. well let me let me do the quiz. The first question mm-hmm. is how many free beers was I sent over Christmas? Were well, you sent over Christmas podcast. Yeah. I didn't know at this point that you got free beers.
1: Um uh well adds Adzi Ad- from Helios would have been your last. Lot of free beers, was it? Yeah. Well how,
0: well, how do you know? I mean, I mean over Christmas because I assume you know, I assume as a podcast host I see
1: number of number of people who've sent you beer or number of actual exactly. beers? Like I
0: assume we get inundated with, with beers. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna say you got a donut.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah, that's the correct answer. <laughs> right. Right.
1: No beers, just donuts. <laughs> right.
0: The second question how many sponsorship offerings were sent through on the boston gmail.com email?
1: Oh, <laughs> this is where the big bucks start rolling in. I'm also going to say zero,
0: because we've said to people, "We'll shout you out on an ad, whatever it is." Yeah, just send us some beer, right? Was it Julux? It was. It was. It was zero. Fuck, and not the company zero, because that
1: would be okay. Because yeah. I would shout around. I love zero. It'd be nice to have Julux sponsor the show. It would be nice. I mean, we're pretty heavily market their product anyway. Well, one of their products.
0: We do. I I might ask Stevie, our painter, and see if he can hook us up.
1: Mm, That'd be nice. All
0: right. How many questions did we get via email over the Christmas three weeks? Via email? Yeah.
1: I'd also say zero.
0: That's correct. It was zero. Mm. Okay. Thank Mm. you for the support, fans. Okay. Now, question number five. Sorry, four. How many all-time plays have we had on the Apple
1: Podcasts? Oh, so the last time we spoke... We had about uh, twelve hundred, I think, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, well, yes, but I don't think that was the last episode. I think that was the no twelve hundred was the most recent update on Spotify because it was twelve twelve, which was great.
1: Uh, Ah, yes, yes. But this Uh, look, I'm going to say probably around sort of three and a half thousand. Okay, it's two and a half thousand. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's better than better than nothing. And how many members in
0: the group without checking Oh, fuck
1: uh, i'm going to call it 75
0: oh 77
1: wow there that's pretty go. good did you check no
0: no okay all right oh, you, did, you did pretty well all right no guests this week we we um we are going to make an effort to get more guests on but we we're going should to, get, get some more guests to talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: you should uh, get a guest well, I suggest guests,
1: and then I just don't actually email them. Well, get in there, mate. You, okay. You've got to get your first guest. All right. Oh, you did Mazin, I suppose.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll line up a guest. All right. Topic number one, everyone has COVID and we're all fucked. We're that, all fucked. That was, that was my... <laughs> so Crafty Pint had an article on it. Yeah. The article dated, because I think this might have been before they changed the rules for close contacts dates
1: on Hospos, Hospos just get smashed at the moment. Hospos. Do you know what I kind of hope, like, is that if everyone gets it? Then hopefully this will be over sooner rather than later. You know, we have yeah. to like, you know, don't really feel like going to the pub at the moment. Um, as much as I love it, it's like it just—I'm just trying to avoid COVID.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you and know. everybody else.
1: Um, and all, all my friends who either work in HOSPO or are associated with HOSPO are all getting COVID, you know, yes. and that's fucked.
0: That's the worst thing because you kind of yeah. you want to turn up to work, but the riskiest place you can go to is the place. If you, you are you listening go.
1: and you do have or have had COVID, I wish you a speedy recovery um, and hope that you and your families are safe uh, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, stay safe. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also a, a pandemic leave payment today. They announced that.
1: What's um, that? Because what's that doing for you? If you've got all these, you've got 40 staff off at the moment in ISO or having COVID. Yeah. How's that affecting your business at the moment?
0: Oh, it's, well, it's, it's business is not going to be good for January, that's for sure.
1: But is that, just- so is, is that affecting your production targets or? tap room revenue everything everything. really and
0: and you know we so much so many of our staff are permanent and you know even if they weren't you you know you don't want to like you don't want people to not come in and not get paid so we're just we're just so much sick leave is getting used and then if there's no more sick leave left over it's annual leave and um no you know so many so many people are doing work that is associated in some way to do with COVID. it's just like it can't be Sustainable. It's fucking crazy, but yeah. Luckily, we, we had a really good December, which was a little bit. We had a we had a better December than we thought. Mm. So that was nice, but yeah, January's pretty scary. And just with everyone away, it's just juggling. We've got luckily a big enough team to be able to shuffle people around. So we haven't we haven't had to close yet. But every mm. single week, we've you know I've been discussing with the tap room guys like we're gonna have to close, and it's like no, we can find someone from somewhere, and we've been able to figure it out. But
1: I've seen all sorts of stuff. That hospital people have done just to keep the doors open. Yeah. But then you have it and, and it's dead. So yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um there's um and there's no chicken.
0: There's no chicken. No.
1: No chicken. So all the KFCs are like sporadically either shut or not got a lim- got a limited menu or something like that. And I saw on Reddit that there was like the shift manager at a, a Southeast Queensland based KFC. And because there's no chicken because all the all the chicken abattoir workers are all sick with COVID and they're asking KFC workers to go work shifts at the abattoir.
0: Oh, right.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's gonna be a bit of an eye-opener for some of the uh pimply teenagers working at KFC. Go work at a chicken abattoir for a day, see how your outlook on life goes after that. True. Might impact young Henry's too, aren't they? Aren't they the the chicken guys, the guys who
0: investors in Young Henrys.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: the chicken guys, they're the guys with the shortage. But I had a chicken, I had a chicken baggy yesterday at McDonald's, so McDonald's are fine.
1: Yeah, it's all frozen and shit there. I don't know. Fresh, fresh chicken, fresh chicken at, um, fresh chicken at, um, um, KFC. I love KFC. Me too. I had
0: it not that long ago. Is that your phone or my
1: phone? That's my phone. Sorry. I hear that. That sounds That's sounds my, like oh, like oh my sorry. I just board. had it on mute. It's the, it's the buzzing. Do um, um, yeah, yeah, you know what I like better than KFC though? No. And I don't know if you know any places. I love fried chicken, mm. but um, in Melbourne, I love going to Bell's Hot Chicken. Okay. And it's amazing. It's like uh, Carolina chicken or something like that. I can't remember which state it's from. Anyway, it's like Carolina hot chicken. Nice. And it's unbelievably good. And every time in Melbourne, I go there. And I, I can't find a good fried chicken place here in Brisbane. Now, like I like Korean chicken, Korean fried chicken, but it's not what I'm after. I'm after okay. good American fried chicken. Yeah. And I can't find it. So well, if, if you, you know like an
0: American barbecue place, they probably do a pretty good fried chicken. I'm guessing, um, like wings and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, but where's the
1: place like Bell's that just does fried chicken? Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not really a fried chicken connoisseur, but
1: I um, If I you like know that. a good place, fried chicken place in, in Brisbane, um, let us know on the Facebook group. I'm after, I'll am after. i take all the tips. Yeah, agreed. I've got an error saying my no, internet no, tangents, is unstable.
0: Can you hear me all right? Fucking Yeah, velocity. I
1: can see you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. you just, you got the little red bars next to your name, mate. Mm.
0: This is where I live. We, we don't have much of anything. we got, we got snakes, but don't have much internet, don't have much phone reception.
1: I so saw you um, mowed your lawn today.
0: I did. I mowed the front lawn and I gave up. It was so
1: fucking boring. I used to love mowing the lawn when I was a kid. My father used to run Treasure Island Caravan Park around the corner from Black Ops 2. Oh, nice. I lived there for like six years. My father was the manager and he lived on site as on site manager. And um, um, and that was my summer job. I'd mow with the lawn at the Caravan Park all summer, make $5 a day. Fun. That's
0: a fucking rort.
1: Well, even even for late 80s pay, yeah, it was a rort. That's savage. Yeah. No, savage. It's not
0: fun. You need good equipment. My, my mower was good, but my Line trim is shit house and it just makes me mm. so angry. I, I,
1: Maybe you don't know how to use it properly.
0: That's that's true too. I don't want any part of when I do my house, there's going to be zero grass. That's yeah,
1: absolutely it's fake fine. grass.
0: Yeah. Right. Topic number two. This was on I uh, just wanted the press releases they put up on Bruce News New Zealand beer report. There wasn't that much detail in here, to be honest, but they kind of said the beer scene in New Zealand is basically the same as it was. Two years ago, but they shouted out two things that were high growth, which are probably not too surprising low alcohol beer mm-hmm. um, with a thousand percent growth since 2016, which sounds like a lot, but there wasn't much detail on how much beer was selling. Um, and then low carb. It said 33 percent growth over the past year, but it also said it makes what? up 8% of the entire beer market, which I thought was.
1: Does that does that valid. imply that craft brewers are now brewing low carb beer?
0: Well, I don't know if that's just like every lager is low carb or if this is like beer that specifically says this is low carb. Fuck so I 8% hate the concept sounds
1: like a of lot. low. I fucking hate the concept of low carb beer. Makes you angry, doesn't it? Oh, it's a
0: it was it's a marketing gimmick. Yep. No, we talked about that in the last. Actually, it's it's timely. We talked about that because we um, were talking about that better beer article that came out.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll get onto that one next um, yeah. because today. I don't know. Started... So I
1: can, I can see you know what's going to happen here. I I, I can see low alcohol non alcoholic beers are going to grow um, here in Australia. Is it going to be the beer du jour for twenty twenty two? Beer of the day for 2022 uh, in Australia. I don't know. Um, there seems to be a trend for the better for you beers, like better mm. for you products. Um, but I don't know. I don't really get it. It's just, if you're having a beer, you're having a sin. It's just <laughs> sin. Just fucking sin and be done with it. You know. Yeah. I don't. I just. Have, if I don't want to feel guilty about having a bloody drink, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Sure, um, drink a drink a drink a drink a lower ABV beer and that sort of thing. That don't take all the fun out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've sort of stayed away from it, but it's interesting. It's like some, some of these things seem to be going well, and I don't know what that eight percent is, but that seems a lot. Eight percent of the entire beer market is low carb beer, unless they're just counting every every lager and I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, the, so the the, uh, the Better Beer thing was Brick Lane to take legal action against Better Beer for, uh, it wasn't a trademark infringement because there is no trademark, but it was a sort of a deceptive design of their product, which we mentioned when we talked about it on our podcast, the fact mm. that Better Beer had not only borrow, <laughs> borrowed the name from a beer distributor that was also called Better also Beer. But b-
1: borrowed the design from another brewery. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it did look strikingly similar to Brick Lane uh, Sidewinder. Uh, Sidewinder.
1: Yeah, and Brick I Lane don't and know. The, in the scheme of things, in the in the scheme of things, in the Australian crappy industry, they are two big players. Yeah, Brick Lane and Mighty Craft, right? Um, so, uh you know what? If they want to go and battle it out in court, whatevs. Go for it. Um, I get that there's the whole notion around passing off and I can understand where Brick Lane would be coming from but because the colour palette is almost identical. Yeah. Um, The typography is different. The layout of the design is different and that sort of thing. Um, But I can understand that there would be some passing off and some confusion caused with the consumers. In fact, I think someone said that on the Facebook group today. How they thought it was the same; they were the same beer, yeah. Um, And so they look the same, yeah. But so does that Aldi bag that you also posted a picture of. A little bit, yeah. Except for navy blue, but I get it. No, well, navy blue is
0: a a big part of the colour scheme as well because all the text is is navy blue. Yeah.
1: Ah, okay. Look. Could it have been... If they were smaller brewers, it probably could have been resolved with a phone call or maybe a quick quick nip down to the pub and have a beer and talk it out and that sort of thing. But because we're talking about two of the bigger players in the industry, they've got to go to the lawyers and let them battle it out and that sort of thing. Do you reckon they made a phone call anyway?
0: Just to be like, fuck it, we may as well try, see what happens.
1: Oh, there would have been some communication of some sort. There wouldn't be... But by the time you get to the point where there's a press release that says Bricklayer taking legal action, well, what, what does he, What exactly does that mean? They got their lawyers to write a letter, or is there going to be a court hearing, mm. or are they entering into mediation? Yeah, you know, what some, is it?
0: There's some court situation. Yeah, it's a proper.
1: So it's going to court. Well, you don't get to court until there's been some sort of mediation. So clearly this has been some conversation that's been going on for a while, if that's the case.
0: Filing statements with the Federal Court of Australia's New South Wales Registry. There you go.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't get to that point just out of the blue because um, because any judge when you get to the Federal Court has said, have you guys gone to any mediation? And if you go, nut, nah, then the judge just goes, out, go mediation, come back and see me. So there must have been some mediation.
0: Yeah. This is what I think happened, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm giving everyone the
1: benefit of the doubt.
0: Um, because this happened to us when we started Black Ops. We, when we first put our... Well, a couple of times this happened. First, first thing was when we brought out our first beer, it had a very similar colour to Bolter's first beer and then Stomping Ground's first beer. And there wasn't many brewers at this time. It was our beach house colour. It was like a teal sort of colour. Mm. And then we, we put our second beer out, which I think was 30 cal, and it was just this orange colour. Which was and then Bolter put theirs out, which was um their old strong brown, strong, strong no, oh, no yeah, the yeah. old brown. And then yeah. and then um Stomping ground put their next beer out that was also orange. And then the third one we put out was Layday or something that was that light blue. And then Bolter put out the Pilsner and Stomping Ground put out theirs. And it was like at the time, I was like, We are so small, there's no way they're copying us. And which I'm sure they weren't. And um it happened again when we did our first cans and it was kind of this black can with, with the half-rendered can and the strip label. Mm. And then after we did it, so many other breweries did exactly the same thing. And I think, I think what happened was I don't think necessarily anyone copied anyone. I just think that anyone who designs in the craft beer space follows all the other designers and then just sees this stuff all the time and just yeah. kind of sits there in the back of your mind. Cause I've done this before doing creative things. You can like think of a quote or something. You're like, Oh, I thought of this great quote, but, it wasn't actually yours if you'd seen it somewhere and not thought about it and then you'd brought it up later and as if it was yours or you'd been inspired mm. by it but if you look at that like if you look at those two beers they are they are very similar like there's there's too much yes. in common for that to be a coincidence but I, I don't believe that someone designing that beer would copy the other beer i just think they probably all follow each other and it's sitting there in the, in the designer's mind and they're kind of sitting there drawing stuff and it ends up looking quite similar and that's that's how yeah. stuff
1: happens. I think when you're going through that process of designing a beer label, you know, you've got to have uh, like a name that's unique, you've got to have the visuals which are unique and that sort of thing. And if you think about the just the sheer number of different beers globally that have been released and how novel and creative you have to be to create something that's um, that's not been done before, it's getting harder and harder
0: yeah yeah and these beers look it's, great too like i love the design of both of these they're great yeah yeah
1: yeah but um anyway off they go back to the fucking federal court oh, federal court of australia's new south rosa's industry false misleading and deceptive re- representations in breach of the competition and consumer act hmm so i would agree that it, I, I agree i'm'm I'm no i'm no judge but i would say that that um, um, you know it does create confusion yeah most certainly um, but does it come down to the color palette it's a tough call you know and no no judge is going to want to set some precedent around that
0: <clears throat> yeah without a, how, good ar- and,
1: without a good argument
0: yeah and how does the kind of judge decide like what what design attributes were kind of borrowed yeah. from one to the other? Like they're similar, but then, you know, you can very much argue they're, they're, they're not the same. Mm. What's your prediction? This goes nowhere?
1: Oh, I think it'll get chucked. Yeah. Judge is going to go, no. Nah. They've got very different names. Um, they share a color palette. And I think that that's the extent of it. And a judge is going to go, well, it's four colors, you know, you can't own a color palette.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's unfortunate and it sucks a little bit. But I'm giving them a benefit of the doubt that it's an innocent mistake and I think it will go nowhere. Agreed. All right. Still on MightyCraft. We've got one more. Oh, what um, have we got? MightyCraft final is, finalized the Jetty Road acquisition. I, I don't know if this really oh. qualifies as news because this was sort of planned from the beginning and it was just kind of something that was going to happen in time. But they now that own was, 100% of Yeah.
1: Well, that was a deal that was in in, in progress that just been completed. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, their model seems to be to, to take a certain percentage of equity in a business, you know, yes. 20, 30, 40, 50%, and then work towards owning 100%. And this, I think, yeah, you wrote from memory was maybe the first one they did. It was very early on, anyway.
1: What's in the, uh, oh, no, what is it called? Yeah, it's Minecraft. In their lineup now, I've got to fucking find out what's in their lineup.
0: They've got Foghorn, Slipstream, Jetty Road, that better beer, which is a talky beverage co. Uh,
1: what's They've that got- one? Seven Seasons, Gin, Kangaroo Island Spirits, Ballistic Island, Beer, yeah. Jetty Road.
0: They've got the big one they, they just bought, um, Mix Match and Adelaide Hills. They've got
1: lots of venues Mighty Mooney Ponds, Mighty Hunter Valley, Lot 100, Kangaroo Island. Spirits Spark at the Whitmore Jetty Road, Germana, Foghorn, Hunter Valley, and Newcastle, Ballistic Brew up Springfield, Salisbury, Brogan's Way. Yeah, I've got a, I got a cans. Ballistic, I think. Yeah, sauce, yeah, Slipstream. Yeah, it's a very um. Yeah, look, um, look, uh, you know the. the mighty craft continue to sort of um you know go on their sort of acquisition they had cash up until recently um i think the pandemic has really sort of put a bit of a dent in their 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 cash position um will they continue to um make acquisitions not without some further fundraising i wouldn't think um Someone I think said on the Facebook group is, you know, is Mighty Craft independent? Mm. Um, You know, they said, oh, it's not independent because it's publicly listed. That's got nothing to do with it. If you have a look at the IBA's definition of what is independent beer, it basically means you make less than 40 million litres of beer per year and you're not more than 20% owned by someone who makes more than 40 40 million litres of beer per year. Yeah. That's it. yeah
0: um, because that
1: 20% that really comes from oh, I think it's you know the Corporations Act and, the, and, the, and and what's defined as being an influential shareholder and in a business. 20% in Australian under Australian law seems to be that that sort of magic number. and um, um, and it has nothing to do with it, whether you're listed on the stock exchange or not. Um, you know um, you can be independent and you can be listed on the stock exchange. And I think you raised a really good point, you know, is that every single independent brewery out there, in fact, I'd probably go as far as saying with the, with the exception of the Mighty Craft portfolio, uh, oh, no, sorry, that would be also be Gage Rose as Gage well Rose. as Publicly listed. Yeah. And technically um, brew. No, they're... they're so
0: talk about them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, technically they make more than 40 million litres of beer per year. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, yeah. Um, so um, you know, ninety odd percent of craft of independent brewers out there are privately owned, and no one gets to see the books of a privately owned business. And so, being publicly listed means that you've got to you've got to have that transparency and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and um, that gives you a real insight as in, as to what's happening in the um, in the uh, industry. You know, case in point. You probably combined volume, going back to sort of our previous point about um, Brick Lane against Better uh, better beer slash MightyCraft, um, you know, they're, they're probably pretty similarly sized in, in terms of volume, right, across their group. Mm. Um, I think it would be fair to say. Um, I, think and, Brick, I
0: think Brick Lane would surely be doing a lot more volume than MightyCraft.
1: I think if you put the... Um, all of the um, all of the brands right. in the Monograph portfolio together, I think, yeah. they'd be yeah, pretty yeah, comparable.
0: Maybe right. Yeah, maybe you're right, pretty yeah.
1: comparable. Not, but maybe maybe a million or two liters, uh, two, yeah. you know, a million or two either either way, but pretty close. And um, you know, um, one's public and one's not. Mm. Yeah, one's well, that's
0: transparent. Th- that's the interesting thing is is you know, public companies get a bit of a hard time because I think people see them as sort of a bigger. Company, but like I don't, unless what you said before is true, unless companies do equity crowdfunding, which is why I like it, because it does give people transparency and you do get to see their books and you get to see how they value the business and who's investing in them. If they don't do that, then you don't know who owns them. You don't know if they're even profitable. You don't know how much money they've got put into them. You don't know anything about them. Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the, the listed thing is, is not a problem at all, but I I think the the bigger thing is with this idea of independence. I think like people want that to mean, you know, is this business kind of started by a bunch of mates still run by a bunch of mates, not influenced by outside massive outside investors or massive conglomerates, that kind of thing. That's what they want independence to mean. And that's what, and, and that's what I feel I want it to mean too. Like that's what I think a craft brewery is. But yes, that's not what the definition is. No, nor can you really define that, really, can you? Like,
1: it's hard. Yeah, we can't own the word craft because it's easy for the the the, the bigger breweries to sort of claim that, you know. Um, but um, um, independent, you know, I, I think the definition as it stands does the job. Is it perfect? Far from it. Far from it. Um, yeah. but I would, but I certainly would, would, would argue the point to say that just because you're publicly listed doesn't mean that you're not independent.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess one thing you probably could say is if you're, you know, if you're a business like Mighty Craft that has gone on a big spending spree over a number of years and has never been profitable, um, nor could they be given, you know, what they're doing. You, you can't do mm. that and, and make profit, really. But like you sort of said, you know, they're staunchly independent. Or well, I think someone said, said in there, um, I guess you can make the argument that at some point they will run out of money and perhaps if they're on the stock exchange could be a target for an acquisition, in which case they may find themselves in a position where they're no longer staunch, staunchly independent. So you're which, Bennett, exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> which has happened before. <laughs> And then you find um lo and behold, you know, <laughs> slipstream brewing zone by yeah. Woolworths or Lion or something like that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or they, they go they, the other way. Which,
0: which both Stone and Wood and Roads both did, selling selling a chunk to uh, the majors and then buying them back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, that was Craig. So shout out to Craig. And and Thanks, I should, Craig should correct you because he, he he didn't say they shouldn't be independent. He he raised the question, should they be considered independent? Um, which is a valid oh, question. A valid but, question. Um, all right. Uh topic. The, the other thing with Mighty Craft that I find confusing is um like like when you said before, you look at like if you look at all of their volume combined and you look at all their brands combined, like you you're like that all kind of assumes they own 100% of all these brands and businesses.
1: No, that's very few that they do.
0: Yeah. So, so how I'm confused about how that works. I'm sure someone, you know, someone smarter than you or I could probably tell us, but like, you know, like if they only own 20% of, like I think Mark on the Bruce News podcast was saying ballistic was somewhere around a million liters or, or whatever, or getting close to it. And, but if they yes. only own 20% of ballistic, then like, do Ballistics revenue count towards Mighty Crafts revenue, or do they just get that? No, it's the vertical revenue? integration
1: is where they're tr- trying to make money. So, if you're part of the Mighty Craft portfolio, your distribution is run by Mighty Craft.
0: No, I get that, and they get paid a service fee for the for that model. But like, if if do they also count twenty percent of the Ballistic revenue
1: as their own revenue? I mean, I guess. They oh, don't, okay. Mm. I guess they don't. And and,
0: and and I guess by that definition, you wouldn't count the volume. Either. <clears throat>
1: I don't, I, I, I can honestly say I don't understand what the end game is supposed to be with Mighty Craft. You know, if you look at some of the other, um, 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 you know, conglomerates that have been out there, Fermentum, Gage Roads, that sort of thing, they've always owned a large, more or less 100% of all of the brands that they've built, right? Yeah, They're not, um, it's not
0: the same thing. It's not, it's the, same not the
1: same, they're not the same thing. No. And I can't see, you know, um, that owning piecemeal portions of different liquor businesses um, where where the where that money's gonna be made.
0: Yeah, I, you know I listened I mean? to that that um podcast on Bruce News, and I just it it doesn't seem logical to me, but I also have never run. A business like a listed company like that you know i kind of feel like they probably know something we don't know because <laughs> because it, it sort of flies in the face of what you would think is logical which would i would mm. think it would be way better to have one brand than 50 brands yeah. you know fit, well, at least one yeah big success like this yeah that you can sort of brand.
1: drive and put all your efforts into yeah instead you've, instead you've got like a modicraft sales rep who's got all these different brands in a portfolio it's like being with a distributor
0: yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't re-
1: doesn't work as good as having your own sales staff, you know.
0: Well, you wouldn't think so, but then I, I say that with a dis- massive disclaimer that I don't know anything about their business, and I I assume mm. they know something we don't know because they seem very switched on on that. And they, and the, the mm. other thing that people don't think about is like they've they've convinced all of the operators of these businesses to sell to them. Yes, which is is no small thing. No, you know they've sold they've sold them on something, and these are the good. Good quality entrepreneurs and brewers that have decided yes, to sign on. Yes, good, them,
1: good. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, very interesting.
0: Yes, we'll watch that with keen interest, and no if doubt it, they'll be in our news section again because they do something yeah. every week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what else all right. we got there?
0: Fan questions. We we skip Craig's one. Well, we. I'll we oh, do the Do number one there. One. Number one from Matt: Have you had any brews that did not turn out the way you expected? What happened and what did you take away from the experience? And you can get stuck into that one first.
1: Well, yes, of course. Um, sometimes you do a, a brew that that doesn't turn out the way that you expected. Sometimes it turns out worse than what you expect, expected, but sometimes it turns out better. And, um, uh, and that's part of brewing, really, I think, is that... Um, Sometimes you go and make something new, you'll take a risk and that sort of thing. And lo and behold, you take a risk and either either it works out really, really well or it doesn't. Um, I've put together a few beers over the years and some I can say have turned out better than expected. Um, you know, if I was going to think about some of the brew cult beers, for instance, um, like, you know, I would probably say milk and two sugars turned out way better than I had expected. I had some Gabs winner, yeah. I had some really, yeah, like never thought I'd win a Gabs People's Choice beer, Um, but that was really amazing um, in that respect. Um, And I'd probably say um, probably probably the lager that I did the spoiler alert that did not turn out great i thought i'd take all my pale ale and ipa knowledge and chuck that into lager and it was not that great um and just didn't have that experience at the time um so sometimes things work out good and sometimes things work out not so good and if you want to go and experience what that's like for a brewer go to gab's festival where there's a whole bunch of brand new (laughs) beers out there and you go and try them and you go, some of them you're like, this is amazing, a very well-executed beer. And some of them you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things I teach my clients is um, always have 12 months worth of beer on seasonal beer releases ready to roll and a couple of backup core range beers that you can just throw in if one's not selling well And um, um, and always be pilot brewing. And don't just rely on the brewer to be to do the pilot brewing. Throw open the pilot brewing to everybody in the business, and make sure that they share their IP around recipes and stuff like that with the with the brewer. And that way, it's that, that all of the new beer ideas solely aren't reliant upon the head brewer to yeah. come up with all these beer ideas because it get really exhausting after a while if you've got to come up with new beer idea all the time. Um, I'm sure you're more than familiar with it with that particular situation. Yeah. Um, and if you're pilot brewing, it gives you the opportunity to go and make mistakes. So we go and do a 20-liter batch. I mean, you've got the little 100-liter system down Toshi Use, that sort of thing. You've got five fucking brew houses. So you've got all sizes. Mm. Um, and um, um, and they're the, they're the places where you can go and make mistakes. And if you do small-scale batches and you document those recipes and the process around it really, really well, scaling it up is not that difficult. Um, and you can come out with some really good, really real winners. And those beers that you see at Gabs that you do really, really well are the ones that are prepared. Like yeah. It took six months to put milk and two sugars together as a beer. Um, and when it finally executed you know, did 30 heck of it and that sort of thing, it was amazing. Um, and you, could I have gone and brewed 30 heck of that beer just off the bat, wake up on a Tuesday morning and go, hey, I'm going to make an Imperial Milk Stout? No. But um, but you have, to, you have to go through that process and pilot brew. And I, I class beers as like in two different categories. I call them high-risk beers and low-risk beers. And what I think is a, a low-risk beer versus a high-risk beer. So a low-risk beer is something that I can just go and brew, 50 heck of it, brand new recipe, and know that it's going to turn out well. and that for me, that's a pale ale, IPA, a lager, maybe a hazy or something like that. Yeah. Um. Because I know that I can just go need and tweak brew an it. existing
0: recipe type thing.
1: Ah, it's just just you you ha- you know in the back of your mind what works and what doesn't work and that yeah. sort of thing. Um. And I know that I could come up with a new pale ale recipe, brew, brew fifty heck of it, and have a decent pale ale. Sure, it might need some tweaks and that sort of thing, but largely cool. Um. You know the foundations of it. Um. When you start to change the, either the process, the ingredients, you know, might be different hops might be different yeast it might be different process you might be putting fruit in or something like that then that beer is i consider to be high risk so what's low risk and high risk for me is not necessarily what's low risk and high risk for you as a brewer Dan, it varies from brewer to brewer but every brewer needs to know what's a low risk beer and what's a high risk beer and um um, and so if I, do, if I, if I want to produce on a commercial scale, a beer that would be considered high, that I would consider high risk, I'd go and pilot through it and test mm. the process and see what would, what works and what doesn't and that sort of thing. And only then once I'm comfortable with it, will I scale up the recipe and go and, uh, release it commercially. Yeah. And so when you go to Gabs and you see some of these beers that are particularly well executed, they're the ones who've just gone and brewed 20 heck, 30 heck. Of these beers, not never done it before. It's very reactive, um, and they they haven't they've missed the mark, and they get a beer that that they don't really did doesn't turn out the way that they expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of gabs, um, I I can't remember if I said this, but that was our fifth story in here, which I kind of skipped, which would be a quick one. But the hottest one hundred closes. Did I mention this before? Hottest one hundred voting closes on Friday. So vote for your favorite beer.
1: I haven't voted yet.
0: Hendo, get into it, mate. How many, how many beers have you brewed in the last 12 months?
1: Um, as in well, you've got, under my own?
0: No. Well, you've got the collabs you've done. You've got the Froth Rookie stuff. You've got the, the Revel one oh, you've yeah. done. You've got the brewery in Melbourne.
1: Oh, yeah. I vote for all of my, uh, my own beers. So uh, I yeah. you do the same. No, I vote for the beers I like. Oh, come on. right. Uh, You're too nice. Well, that's what everyone else does. Why should no. I be an not,
0: not everyone else owns a brewery. You're, you're, you're a, a brewery I don't beer. own a brewery.
1: Well, <laughs> you, you brew beer, you should vote for your own beer. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'd I never really liked voting for my own beer, even when I had a brewing company. That's fair. I used to get on Untapped all the time and like tap our beers in with five
0: stars every time.
1: Well, that's the way. You, you do you, babe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what I probably have on um, on my list, of my of my five beers for the hottest one hundred. Um, I'm pretty sure I put um, Larry on there because I, I like I really like Larry. Um, um, I probably um, what else would I put? Is
0: Hollandia on the list or? No, it's not. not nah, it's not Australian.
1: It's not Australian. It's not Australian so I have a Hollandia here, by the way.
0: Oh, nice. Well, what was um, it you had before? You had a Rebel one. There,
1: oh, no, no, no. This is the uh, Easy Times. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, Big e- the Big Easy IPA. Yep. And um, so when you go and set up the keg washer, you get given lots of beer. I'm swimming in beer at the moment.
0: That little rainbow thing going on at the top of that keg, that looks familiar. It does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It us. Sure it's the same colour palette. There you go. There you go. It's the yellow, the red, the orange, yeah. the magenta. Yeah. <laughs> we're all fucked. We're all gonna get sued. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'd probably put that on there. Um, did this troposphere on there because I'd probably put. I love that beer. I, that I don't was know if we great. put that.
0: No, we, we didn't put that one on there because we have got too many beers. We did 104 beers last year, so we put on like the. Are major you just answer. trying to
1: channel all of the, um, vote goat? No, we put 10
0: beers on there, but it's like it's like where do you draw the line? Because we 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 put out so many
1: beers that you you not yeah. put them
0: all on there. But
1: I don't know. Yeah. Just uh, just uh, just I'd, I'd vote for the beers that I've been drinking, and for me, it's going to be a lot of Queensland beers. Because yeah. where the fuck else have I been in the last 12 months?
0: Well, if you haven't voted, Hendo, what kind of message does this send to the other people? Uh, who...
1: I, I, I haven't voted yet. All right. Well, when you do vote, share your results in the group. Should I? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'm going to think about that. I will vote uh, before the end of the week. So right.
0: at, least, at least vote for one of your own, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I just feel weird about that.
0: That's fine um matt's so i'll answer matt's question just with a a nice story because this sometimes rarely but sometimes happens um we did our first pale ale that we did we brewed with our weight at four hearts. four hearts we put too many hops in it and um i think we put twice the amount of hops in it this was way back in the day Mm. and it was called gold coast pale ale but we put double the hops in it and then we sat around we're like what the fuck are we gonna do about this and Eddie was out at a venue and he was telling the story to the venue owner. And, he, and the venue owner said, Oh, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? And Eddie came back to the brewer and he said, Oh, he, the, ven, the venue owner, um, Ian from House of Brews at the time, he's no longer there, said, Bit of fun. And he's like, Oh, that's a fun name because the beer tasted quite good. Mm. It just didn't taste anything like an easy drinking pale ale. It was hoppy as shit. Yeah. And um, how did that happen? Put, I don't know, put twice as many. Dry hopped it twice or put twice as much in, I think. Twice as many hops. This is before I was looking after the dry hopping. Okay, wow. this, this is before I had this flannel. So we we didn't have the expertise we have now. But gotcha. anyway, this was like the second batch of beer. And the wisdom. And the wisdom, yeah. Anyway, so we're like, well, let's just rename it. Bit of fun. And we released it under the name Bit of Fun. And it was successful and popular. And we kept the beer in the range for quite a long time. And we actually brewed it again last year just as a throwback type thing. Yeah. Um, and it went well. So sometimes that happens. And I think it was, I think when we're in Stone, they told a similar story about one of their massive beers, like Arrogant Bastard or one of those beers. Yeah. It's the same thing. It was like a mistake that turned out to be quite good. And they just renamed the beer. And Happy you know, accidents, it, mate. It happens. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. It turns no. out to really
1: be good. But more often than not, to answer Matt's question, more often than not, when it turns out the way that you don't expect, it's usually for the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But sometimes it's for the better.
0: All right, couple more questions. Adam Shell, I don't know which one. Has about matter. a few. They're all good. Has anyone else spent five hours minimum researching NFTs and still have no idea?
1: Mm-hmm. You yes. sounds like you have. I tell you what else I've done is since the last show, um, I have had. Uh, up until today, I had the um, Discord window open. Oh wow! And uh, occasionally, I'll go check it, and I'm like, "All these people are in the Discord," and I'm like, "Where am I?"
0: Wait, just our Discord, or you've got other other? I
1: think so. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. You know, you can join other. Like, there's millions of what? other Discords you can join. Is it? Oh yeah.
1: It's not just ours. I'm having. I'm bringing it up again to have another look. Me
0: too. Um, so since we talked on our podcast, we've we we had, I think,
1: maybe I've got a few people in there
0: when when we added you. And now we've got three. Is this the hot man? Yep.
1: I see the thing is I'm lost, right? Yeah.
0: Over on the left, click the black ops icon and then you
1: you're in there. Yeah, I'm in that. Yeah. Right. But then it says, welcome to hot hot man flex. And everything's about flex.
0: You got all the channels there? There's like 20, 30 channels.
1: Oh, like, here we go. It's got welcome, announcements, RSA rules. Yeah.
0: General. Go on the general community,
1: one. Community. Where's general? Oh, you might general. have to do it. I don't
0: know if we set up like a... I do I, no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm a community. There's general voting, giveaways, help, all that kind of stuff.
1: Where is that? You don't have General. That? There we go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, here it is. All right. Fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. You're a real boomer, aren't you, Hendo? Yeah, no,
1: What's shut up. up. Oh, there we go. Heavy D, Jimmy Rose. There you go. Bioelectric, Hollow Bio. Wow. It's a good little group.
0: It's getting pretty active. 340, 339 members. Good crew. Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, everyone has spent five hours learning about NFTs and no one has a fucking clue. Well, they are actually on that topic. Um, I spoke to Crafty Pint during the week about our little NFT project. And they're going to do an yeah. article on brewers doing NFT projects because Catchment did something. And I think, um, is it Edge Edge Brewing? I think maybe we're doing something Yeah, yeah, well. so, Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So look out for that. Catchment did it. Catchment did like a um, crypto, what was their thing? It wasn't an NFT, but it was something to do with crypto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Something to do with a, a, a coin that, um. yeah, that you exchange beer for or something. I can't remember the exact details of it, but this is before NFTs. This is the three or four months ago. But um, yeah, Crafty, you're going to do an article on it, which is cool because I nice. think it's cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I still, I don't think Hendo understands it. I definitely don't understand it. And no, uh, no if you listen to our podcasts, I don't think that'll
1: help. No, I do not So I'll the- just like be bamboozled. All the time. yeah. Uh, Wasn't um, DJ just fascinating though with it? Yeah, he's pretty into it. Did you end up catching up with him when I get some golf? Sure didn't. Mm.
0: Sure did not. But we're friends on LinkedIn now, so that's nice. Oh, that's important. Yeah, and he occasionally replies to my sarcastic comments on there, so that's always thoughtful.
1: LinkedIn, yeah. I get lots of um, uh, common connections of yours on LinkedIn that are always like Uh, Entrepreneurs and sales acquisitions and all that sort of stuff, and I'm like, fucking LinkedIn.
0: Nice. I got a lot, (laughs) a lot of spam. Yeah, only spam. In fact, I I think you
1: you you leave yourself open. Yeah. uh, For it, but that's okay.
0: That's true. I invite it because I find it mildly entertaining. Right, Chris Purdy, what are you most excited for in 2022 in the brewing industry? Oh,
1: I think um, what am I most excited for? I think that if we get through this COVID shit that we're going through at the moment, uh, I'm excited for travel, Mm. Um, beer festivals, um, beer festivals not being cancelled, and beer festivals going ahead. And um, being able to travel, um, I would I hold a vague glimmer of hope that I might be able to get on the road and get out of Australia and go and judge some beer outside of Australia this year. Uh, it's not much of a glimmer of hope, to be fair.
0: No, um, you should be. Able, surely you should be able to do that. Like it, COVID's everywhere here now. So what's, what's the yeah. point? In-
1: no, this is true. This is true um and once we get through this peak i think it should be pretty good to go and that sort of thing um and um yeah it'd be nice i i i found out over the i was supposed to you know before the pandemic or you know in 2020 was supposed to um go to korea for the inaugural korean international beer awards the KIBA. yes and right. they just emailed us just before new year's to say look you know with the covid situation it's going to be a local event only again this year, and I replied back and said, Hey, thank you for considering me. That's this uh, year when, yeah, so it's, it's no, no Korea this year, it's already yeah. off the cards. Um, I really, if I have anything at all to look forward to this year, it's going to Japan. When um, does that normally happen? That's like halfway through o- the year, o- isn't it? October, October, okay. October, would be so. nice, and I'd love to go travel. Actually, speaking of travel. We should go traveling together overseas. Do you know what I'd like to do? Because we have a common interest. I don't know if you know aware of our common interest. Is it F1? Uh, yes. I know I've got tickets to the F1 in Melbourne.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but also um, SpaceX. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. I watch every launch. And it,
0: when's, the, when's the Starship launch? Let's go and watch oh, that. Oh,
1: that should be a couple of months, I think, February, March, and that sort of thing. But even either to go see that or just go see a Falcon 9 launch would be awesome. True. Did I did I tell Falcon you I went to
0: SpaceX and tried to give beer to Elon?
1: How'd that work out for you.
0: Well, it didn't go that well, but I I we wrote him a letter and we had the beer. We drove there. This on our trip to America. Yeah, I, I
1: drove. Eddie Where did to, you drive through?
0: Well, we, we were LAX to um to all the places we went. I hired a. I, hired oh, I was a. in Ca-
1: LA, SpaceX in California.
0: Yeah hired a Dodge Ram and drove around. The first trip was like, let's go out to SpaceX. And so I drove there and then I spoke to the security guard. We had a care package for him because it was just after Elon had been to Australia and I, and I knew he'd been to a bottle shop with our beer. Yeah. And I knew his missus had bought our beer, Amber Heard, um, who he was dating at the time. So I was yeah. like, Elon is a fan of our beer. Right. Um, and then I spoke to the security guard and said, can we, can you just Elon? He's like, mate, you have to leave. And that, <laughs> was, and that
1: was it. Oh, well, easy come, easy go.
0: There was a launch on the final day we were there and we were in California, um, but we drank way too much alcohol and fell asleep in this.
1: Have you seen a rocket launch before? No. I've seen a space shuttle launch. Whereabouts? In Florida. Yeah, right. It was in 1997, I saw that. Um, And it's just sat out all night at a little town called Titusville, um, just, just to the uh, east of uh, Orlando, and we just drank Corona and sat. Um, parked up the car just overlooking the water and the launch was on at 4 o'clock in the morning, and it was amazing. And, they often um,
0: get postponed, though, don't they? So you could be, you could be sitting out there for a long that time. That is
1: correct, yeah, yeah. Not so much with the, with the SpaceX launch, though. That's why I'd like to go uh, to see a SpaceX launch. Uh, in particular, I would love to go see a Falcon Heavy launch. Um, like that would be amazing because you've got it's when they land the boosters, mm. they can either take them up and land them out in the ocean, yeah, or they can turn them around and land them back where they started. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and... what they're doing with
0: Starship, isn't it? They've got even like the legs, like stay on the land and they come, it's going to come back in and like dock in the thing.
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, shit. It's some phenomenal stuff. Um, anyway, um, I um, I would love to see Falcon Heavy because the the middle booster goes off in lands in the ocean, but the two side ones come back to where they started. Yeah. And that would be cool as shit. That's cool.
0: Falcon to Heavy, see it, three, to three to see Falcon it take off and, together. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, to see it take off and land would be amazing. And you'll start That's to special. see more Falcon Heavy launches soon. So Yeah.
0: You know there's a company on the Gold Coast that are going to do their first uh, launched this year from the and gold coast make rockets on the gold coast yeah not big rockets like that they make these little ones i think just for sending little satellites up into space they're called gilmore space technologies and they just did right. it. they did their first rocket test or engine they won't be launching them know? on the
1: gold coast that's a shit place to launch a rocket it's not on the equator
0: i don't uh, yeah i don't know where oh, okay well they're very small rockets does that help
1: no you want to get into orbit, you've got to be near the equator.
0: Oh, not? Okay. All right. Well, they did their first engine test. They're building them on the Gold Coast. So I don't know. Oh, sure. No, there's
1: no them. doubt about that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So maybe they have to go off off to an island somewhere. or mm.
1: Mm.
0: Don't know. Anyway, follow them because they did their first engine test today or yesterday, I think. And yeah. I don't know what's unique about them other than the fact that they're building rockets in Australia, which seems cool. Um,
1: that does sound cool.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, I'm keen. I oh, fuck. I'd love to go to America again. That'd be sick. Fuck yeah. We would tear it up, right?
1: I'm down. I, I think
0: um, I'm excited about the same. I was sort of, It's a. It's a bummer they cancelled. Be now. some
1: fucking quality content there. You got to
0: admit. True. It's it's technically a work trip. If we had any revenue in this podcast, we could write this mm. write this whole thing off. Um. Everything's a
1: tax deduction.
0: Only if you've got funds to deduct it against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I I think that's a good one, though, having a full year of actual events like last year. What are you
1: excited for for 2022, mate?
0: I think that's a good one. I'm happy with that. I'd I'd like to be in business by the end of the year. That's what I think every year. (laughs) Every year I think it'd be great to be in business at the end of the year and get to do it for another year. Mm -hmm. Um, Be bigger and be, you know, more impactful and do better things and mm. all that stuff. But, yeah, I think it would be nice to have a... I, I have some senior. other things that
1: I'm excited for for 2022, but I don't want to announce them just yet. But no. a couple of a couple of new projects and that sort of thing. But um, um, from a personal level and my enjoyment of the beer industry, travel, beer festivals, yeah. hugging people.
0: Yeah. Well, we last year we we had things cancelled too. Like there was things like... Like BrewCon was cancelled... Which mm. is for good reason, but this thing like the beeries hasn't happened in many years. I don't know if that's going to happen, no. but even like the beer cartel survey, it was kind of like, they're not doing that because of COVID. Like, it feels like all these things in the industry are kind of dropping off. Um, the indies happened, but then there was that whole shit show around the judging and everything. It, it would just be mm. nice to have a full year of like a normal beer year with good beer, a with normal year, and yeah, yep. and all of that. Everything just happened smoothly, yep. like it used to happen. I that hear
1: would be Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, one more? Yeah. Uh, hmm. what I pick? But,
1: do you want a
0: technical one or a silly one? Because we, we, we get both every time. Why not? I'll give you one more of each. Yes. Chris Wood, in seconds, how quickly can you guys scull a schooner of beer? And he missed <laughs> that. So, much, so I feel like we, we, we shouldn't give that a serious answer.
1: It's, a, it's actually spelt phonetically schooner without the H. song so much, but it's fun. A, a schooner. Um, how quickly can I skull a schooner? I don't know. I normally skull quite. Sweet. Pretty quick. Not as quick as others. Uh, yeah. All right. Back in the day when I was a tour guide, um, you used to do a lot of funnels at Oktoberfest, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, you'd buy the 500 mil bottles of uh Lohenbrau, and it would cost one Deutschmark. And um, and we would do a 500 mil bottle, and I'd do that. I could do that in about two or three seconds. That's nice, maybe four seconds. Yeah, yeah, but shit, it was fun. Can you do the cyclone thing, in the, like a
0: Hollandia cyclone? That could be some good content for the group. What's that? Have you seen that? No. You get the beer and you swish it around and then you drink it and it just funnels. It's like a funnel, but you make it in the bottle. and It funnels down your throat.
1: Oh, no. All right. Well,
0: there's a, there's a challenge for you. righty go Okay. All right. Well, I don't scull beer and I don't even think I could scull a schooner, so mm. I can't even answer that question. It just seems like a not a nice thing.
1: I, I, don't, I don't sculpt here very much anymore. No. I mean, I will if you make me. Well, do
0: the cyclone thing. I think that would be I'm fucking
1: pretty I'm fucking pretty easily... Um, Arm twisted? You know, no, peer pressure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, one more serious question. In relation to hops for the industry, are there instances where you would lean towards fresh cones over pellets? What are some industry tricks for prolonging the life of hops? Do they ever go off as such? or is fresh the only way to go? Mm,
1: that's a very good question. Uh, are there instances where I would lean towards using fresh cones over pellets? In in modern brewing, and I say modern brewing, is, is in the last sort of three to five years. Um, it would be pellets, but the pellets themselves have changed as well. So typically... Hot pellets are what's called T90s. And that means that they're uh, 90% vegetal material and the rest is the lupulin.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. But there's the trend now with the cryo hops and uh, lupamax and all that sort of stuff. Um, And they're they're still hot pellets, but they're T45s. So they take a lot of the vegetal material. Out right. Oh, it's a good shit. If you take a, if you grab a whole hop hop cone, and you tear it in half, and you'll see all the yellow lupulin glands inside. That's the stuff that's got all the flavour and aroma in it. All the green shit around the outside that's got not much flavour at all. Yeah. And so when they make the T45 pellets, for instance, they grab all that concentrated lupulin. They get rid of the leafy vegetal material. Right, And so you wind up with a T45 pellet. Uh, and then what's left over, right, all that vegetal material, they still sell that. So that gets sold as debitted, it's called debitted leaf. Right. And that's this when they, and so if you buy those like herbal um, sleeping tablets and stuff like that, um, that have, they have hops in them. It's got right. the de leaf and you can buy a fucking pillow with deep, with hops in it to mm. give you a better sleep and all that sort of shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's all that debittered leaf. So it's still a product that's sold. Um, so do I prefer using fresh cones over pellets? My, my answer to that is definitely not. I prefer to use pellets. I like using either T90s or T45s, uh, depending upon the type of beer that I'm making. Um. I dislike wet hop beers. Mm. Uh, I'm yet to have a really good wet hop beer. Um, There always seems to be. That's why I like
0: dry hopping so much.
1: Well, you know what wet hopping is, don't you, mate? Yeah, I I do. Enlighten me.
0: Well, the the As as
1: I get into my Hollandia.
0: The wet hop is what happens when you get the hops right. And they're in the pellets and they're dry right Mm -hmm. and then you get the hops and then you pour them into the beer and then when they go into the beer they're wet (laughs) yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah okay so i prefer i prefer the dry
1: hop dry hop (laughs) don't the dry hops eventually become wet though not by oh, that logic.
0: Technique. Not with my technique. It, there's, there's, so they constantly stay magic dry. In, they stay dry. They are hydrophilic,
1: but and they just they repel the water and they float. They on float on the liquid. They do
0: float. Yes, yes. Yeah. But that, but the way I do it, they float above the liquid, so they stay dry. Oh, is it levitating? Well, they don't levitate, but they have they, on the, the little the little film that sits on the top of the yes mash there. Oh, they're not the right. mash. They you know uh-huh. in the tank, and then it, yes, they they, they I, I hop it so cleanly that it's only one hop per line. It covers the whole thing and they stay dry, so they stay above that line.
1: I've got to see this.
0: Well, it's a it's trademarked. Okay. And I don't want I don't want to be sued by Brick Lane for <laughs> <being> <laughs> like, <take> <laughs> Um No, I do not I do know what a wet hop is. It's it's the, the hop that's that's fresh off the fucking
1: fresh pits, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've tried a few of them and I'm with you. It tastes kind of, I'm sure there is good ones out there, but they kind of just taste like raw hops. I don't yeah, know. and Yeah, just
1: grassy. And that's because it's all the vegetal material and that sort of thing. you know. Um, that takes a lot of time for the hop growers to process the uh, hops into pellets. Like literally it can take months. And um, uh, so therefore you're never going to get like a fresh picked pellet because they need to be kilned and dried out before they're pelletized. Um, so that sort of thing, you're not going to get, like, a fresh wet, wet hop pellet, so to speak. Yeah. Um, also, if you're an Australian brewer, um, you can only get whole cones uh, from uh, Australian and New Zealand uh, hop growers. We can't buy American whole cone hops um, because of uh, AQUIS, uh, the uh, quarantine. You know, all kind of um, shit
0: can live up in there. And...
1: Well, yeah, we have we have we're we're very lucky here in Australia. We we we're free of a lot of hop diseases mm. um, that other countries have, like downy mildew and that sort of thing, um, that just don't exist here in Australia, but exist um, elsewhere. And we don't want those things in uh, Australia because a lot of our hop varieties that are proprietary that we love, you know, like like things like you know Galaxy and uh, and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, they're very susceptible to those uh, those pests, but you know all those the, those conditions. And because we don't have the a downy mildew, for example, in Australia, we've got to protect that. You know, yeah. because if we have it in Australia, that's the end of galaxy, right? Yeah. You know, I'm hypothesising. I don't know, if you just you know. But you, there are there are things that don't exist in Australia that we don't want to exist in Australia because it protects our local uh hop industry and yeah. so um so therefore we can't buy um cones right we can't buy whole cones american or english and that sort of thing it's really weird we can't buy plugs so basically a plug is it's like a be, it's like a hockey puck right and it's basically whole cones that are compressed like that you right. can buy those i have seen those and Probably used less, those in the past less
0: opportunity to shit to get up in there and live maybe I don't know. But on the yeah. topic of, of the, the cones versus the pellets, when we are in America, we went to one of these big breweries. I'm, I'm going to say Ballast Point. I hope, I hope I don't fuck this up, and I'm hoping you know which one it is. You may not. But they were adamant that their recipe had been no pellets the entire time, and that's just what they use. And they were still doing it when we were there, like, only a few years ago, and they were doing tens of millions of litres a year. A oh, year. I
1: think you're talking Sierra Nevada.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: Sierra Nevada has always used whole cone hops, and they're still doing that. Still do it. Amazing. Yeah, I'd love to go there. Did you go to Sierra Nevada? No, no, no. Oh
0: no, we went. We we went to a lot of good big breweries. Where are they? They're like they're up in the
1: Chico. Where's that? California,
0: like north of San Fran, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like out in there, like near Napa Valley and shit. Where is?
1: I'm going to find this. Sierra yeah, Nevada. Chico, California. Uh, we're organising.
0: This is obviously the first place. It's north of
1: Sacramento.
0: Oh, they're up.
1: Oh, man. I've been to Santa Rosa before. i went. been to Russian River. That was amazing. Portland, yeah. we we We
0: flew between Portland and L.A. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Fresno. Oh, I've been to, I've been to, yeah, so Sanford. Yeah, so oh, wait, they're super close to Sanford. Oh, that's a taproom. Sierra Nevada taproom. Wait, Sierra mm. Nevada Brewing.
1: That looks cool.
0: That's super close to San Francisco. Only a couple of hours. Yeah, out of, it's yeah. couple yeah, of hours. Yeah. North up there, yeah, yeah. No, we, we didn't go up there, but that would be super fun. I'd love to go up there.
1: But then you go up to Oregon and go to Yakima and all that sort of stuff. That would be amazing.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, we did. Um, we did go to Portland, but I only went to kind of like the city part of the Russian River up that way as well, aren't they? So yeah. No, nah, that's
1: in that's in Santa Rosa.
0: No, that's that's not far. Oh, yeah, not far. It's on the way if you're going from San Fran. It's up that general direction. Hire, hire a Tesla and head up there. Easy. Why not? Yeah. Fuck king. yeah. I'm keen. All right, mate. I gotta go get over my COVID. I got snot pouring out of me in every direction, and I'm sort well, of muting
1: myself. Good. Um, good luck with your COVID. Um, hopefully you stay healthy and that sort of thing. And yep. um, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Bring a guest.
0: Yeah. Okay. Guest next week. Well, that was good. Thanks to our listeners too, because it's good. I'm happy to be back. All 12. Fun. Of them, yeah. 12 listeners have delivered with their questions.
1: They have. Yes. Join the Facebook group if you're listening to this and you're not in the Facebook group. Yep. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boston the Brewer. Um, come and join the conversation and come and shit post because we love shit posting.
0: Come and shit post. We can get to 100 by next week, I can 100 members. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Easy. Everyone right. who's
1: listening to this needs to tell a friend about tell, this podcast. Yeah, Just me. one friend. Or tell twelve.
0: Ooh, tell twelve. That's good. You might be putting your reputation on the line a little bit doing that. <laughs> One, if we only need two people to try, tell twelve friends, and we'll be over hundred. So let's just go. Indeed.
1: For that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, to see you next week, man. Have a good week.